0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of the Loyalist Podcast. We're your hosts, Jake Gibson and Sam Palumbo. The boys are fucking hot.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to refute that. Uh, There's evidence spanning a couple months now. Uh, You know, the haters are going to be furious.
0: I don't know if the haters are going to know what to do with themselves uh, after the form that we're stringing along right now. We are currently... Since Keeping Tabs um, and Sam and I started this combined pick formula, uh, that was the weekend of October 3rd, I believe, and we are plus 11.5 units since that. 11.46, but who's really counting? Um, It doesn't get much better than that. Uh, There's people that do this for a living, can't get that in two months. So I'm pretty damn proud.
1: Yeah, I mean, I just think it's hard – to disassociate yourself from getting behind certain teams uh, when you're gambling. Uh, but I think this podcast in particular, we've done a good job at both of us holding each other accountable for uh, our bias we have towards certain teams that we like.
0: Speaking of certain teams that that we like, our fucking B's came up huge for us. The first ever two-unit play cashed pretty easily. Uh, I would say with ease, that that Arsenal game was not a sweat. Um, maybe for like three minutes there, but, um, it was, it was a wonderful pick. I'm really proud of that one. And I'm really proud of all the other stuff that we, that we put together this past weekend. But, um, I want to start with this because we have a lot to talk about this evening and we don't want this to go too long. We have another match week upon us tomorrow, so we got to get this out, um, ASAP, but I want to start with this. Arsenal have conceded 11 goals in 14 matches. City have conceded 10 goals in their last four matches. Arsenal beat City head-to-head. Arsenal have largely looked like, at this point, the best team in the league for me. I think it's time that we put our goggles away where we look at Arsenal with higher expectations and just appreciate the fact that for the better part Of 365 days, Arsenal have been the best team in the league. And City have Kevin De Bruyne coming back. He's their best player. He's not available. But you have to play the team that's in front of you. And they've been shaky. They don't have a killer instinct like we covered last week. Erling Holland is not the striker he was last season. And they have struggled in moments that Arsenal have had composure. Liverpool are lurking, I know that, but when I let myself believe last season that Arsenal could win the title, it was after Christmas, and that was after 14 match weeks. We're 14 match weeks in, and Arsenal are two points clear, and three points clear of city, who go to Villa this upcoming weekend, match week, tomorrow uh, Wednesday, and I have serious doubts that they're going to leave with three points. So as an Arsenal fan, and as an objective football fan, I find it hard to dispute that this is Arsenal's title to lose
1: right now? I think City have a serious top six problem. Um, one that's very not familiar for them. Uh, one that I don't think Pep would have been going into the season worrying about. Uh, but they've shown time and time again when they play the top six that they're not getting three points. Um The result specifically this week, uh, they outplayed Spurs. Um, Spurs definitely set out exactly the way we said they were going to. They were going to put 10 men behind the ball, and they were going to hit on the break with Sun. Uh, That worked out early. Um, But to Spurs' credit, they hung in throughout the entire game, Um, going back in the 82nd minute, something like that uh 81st or 82nd minute and then coming back and getting a point uh that's big time and stuff and it's honestly candy ass city and that's that killer instinct that we talked about holland had chances in this game to put it away just never did um and that's what happens
0: so is giovanni Celso a
1: star i mean his finish was delightful um I don't know how Spurs are doing this, but God, they piss off City. And that's something that we both kind of saw coming. Uh, every time they play, Spurs just man- manage to get underneath City's skin and make it really difficult for them. Um, either it's scoring completely against the run of play on the counter or like scoring a very tidy finish from Lacelso which you don't expect.
0: Your thoughts on post-match? Pep Guardiola saying, I don't want to make a Mikel Arteta comment. Is that him taking a jab friendly as his former um, uh, assistant coach and friend? Or is there some serious beef between these guys these days?
1: I think it's just banter with the lads. Uh, That would be my guess. Uh, I can't imagine the two of them have come to dislike each other this quickly. Um, I think there's a lot of mutual respect there. and. Honestly, I thought it was great banter.
0: Okay. I just wanted to make sure that I didn't need to be mad at Pep for that one. Um, When Arteta was asked about it, he laughed and said, next question, please. Um, (laughs) And that's my king. Uh, So big picture thoughts, anything, or are you still still letting the rest of the season come as it is right now?
1: I mean, I think – I think Arsenal desperately need reinforcements in January if they're serious about making a title push. I think if Deck gets injured, there's no way we can overcome that. If Saliba gets injured, there's no way we can over- overcome that at this point.
0: I mean, the reinforcements coming right now is Partey and Timber. Um, you hope that Partey doesn't get it injured again, um, and... I don't know about what's going to happen with AFCON, Cup of Nations, but he could totally go in January to do that, Um, but just his presence is going to be a serious, serious boost, not to mention Timber, um, for what has largely been um, the Premier League's best defense by a wide margin, um, and a combination with, with Raya, obviously, but... They also have the best discipline, uh, only 18 uh, yellow cards. Deck has 0, Saliba has 1. That's their spine. Um, most actually is Havertz, which is kind of LOL. But um, they have 18, the next the next least has uh, 23. And that was clearly a point of emphasis from Arteta because you see the impact that the yellow cards is having on City, now Rodri, having to serve a second suspension. In what's really a major game this uh, this Wednesday,
1: it's a major game. We I talked about earlier, City struggling against the top six, um, tough game against Villa, and boy, the last time we got odds like this, we know what happened with Wolves. I'm not sure if you took a look already, but it is definitely something that Vegas is monitoring. Yeah.
0: And the villains don't like to lose at Villa Park. We also know that. So we'll be monitoring that. You know, we're your experts. You can count on us. Um, So we got 10 games here. Is there anything you specifically want to take a look at um, or not take a look at so we can move past it? Um, I want to start off by saying there was some Lovely finishes and lovely worked goals this weekend. Uh, it was just a delight to watch football. I was in Pittsburgh with a buddy um, doing things I'm not usually doing, going to hockey games, um, going to Steelers games in the in the pouring rain, which isn't really me. Um, and I felt like, bar the Arsenal game, things didn't really go my way this weekend due to that fact. Um, the birds just got absolutely annihilated. I know this is not the time or place to dive into that, uh, but it wasn't the best end to the weekend, not to mention driving six hours home in the rain and fog from Pittsburgh at 6 p.m. wasn't great. I'm not doing the best right now, but we're here to provide your recap and precap all in one because that's the love of the game.
1: Um, so I'll give, you, I'll give you some macro stuff. Nick Pope, he went out in and- their game against United, he's going to be out for a while, uh, per Fabrizio. Uh, expected to be out for four months. As well as Sheffield fired their manager, whose name is escaping me right now, but I will find it at some point, um, after they were absolutely floored by Burnley. Um, Paul Heckingbottom is Sheffield's former manager. And Chris Wilder is was- set to return, which is kind of Who
0: is who is Wes Fodderingham? That's who I thought it was.
1: Uh he is a keeper. Okay. Nice. Um. <laughs> so that that's something to monitor. New manager bump, maybe, probably not, but uh, definitely something to monitor. Uh, so we will be looking at that for you guys. Uh, big takeaways. Um, God, Brighton are bad. Uh, that's one of my takeaways. Uh, Brighton fans were very pissed off that Moises Caicedo didn't get a second yellow to get sent off. He had two challenges that honestly both could have been yellows when he was on his yellow card, uh, that could have had him sent off. Uh, so people are mad about that. I would say, uh, Chelsea were down to 10 men for a long time and you guys really didn't threaten, uh, besides scoring one goal in stoppage time. So like grow up, um, Connor Gallagher, you're a bum. Uh, also Chelsea's goal Chelsea's goal to make it three1 uh was very suspect penalty by mudrick um wasn't a fan of that um other big takeaways Burnley smash Sheffield nothing really to take from that Brentford beat Luton Luton continued to score the weirdest goals ever doesn't make any sense to me thanks uh, for not
0: let, sure. thanks for not letting them, us take that by the way sorry to interrupt
1: but good <laughs> on you Um, Newcastle 1-0 to United that's the most flattering scoreline of the weekend I would say United were thoroughly dominated and under 3.5 was just a spectacular bet by the lads Um, fuck West Ham fuck Crystal Palace they both stink 1-1 draw Liverpool without Allison is something to monitor
0: yeah that lad chap mate bloke kelleher i don't even know how to pronounce his first name my irish my irish friends will be upset about that i think it's like kahim um that sounds different um but it's something kelleher he's not great um both of two of um fulham's goals that um they scored weren't great and then the third one i thought was actually really well worked um that actually gave me some hope for for fulham um going forward but Liverpool lucky to escape with three points there yeah how about how about United huh Sam does not have to go into Fandor right now and and bet on United to get top four not at all because boy were they the worst United uh on that pitch I can't believe it was only one no um could have been much worse and I think I think Ten Hog's in trouble
1: Jake, your thoughts on rumors being reported by Sky Sports that Ten Hag has lost half of the locker room over uh, issues how hard Ten Hag has them training, uh, as well as how he's dealt with the Jaden Sancho situation. Your thoughts?
0: Um, I find it hard to call it shocking. He never seemed... He always seemed pretty hard-nosed as far as expectations for behavior but i think when you combine that with uh suspect team sheet choices um it kind of leads to trouble when there's no results Uh, and there have been some results i don't want to be too harsh there they have eight wins which is you know as much as aston villa and tottenham and newcastle um but they also have six losses, and that's as much as Palace and Wolves, you know, and Fulham almost. So they're in a tough spot, and I I don't find it shocking. That's my that's my takeaway, just because the, their performances have not been encouraging. There's the stuff about Rashford. Uh, I think that was overblown. Basically, all he said was, um, I'll talk to him about his performance in private. I don't know what else he's supposed to say. It's clearly an emotional moment um, in that interview, but that's the least of his worries. Uh, the Varane stuff is super concerning for, for me. I think, you know, with him and Martinez were easily their best center backs, and he just blatantly decided to choose Johnny Evans over him. And I know Johnny Evans has looked decent this season. Uh, McGuire's looking better, but to lose Varane is, is a pretty tough one for me. Obviously, the Ronaldo stuff last year wasn't great. So, I don't know. Maybe it's time for a shift. Uh, I don't know what's going to happen with the fact that they're in the middle of this acquisition. Um, there are reports already that Ratcliffe, if he came, if and when he comes in, uh, wants his own guy. So, time will tell. Uh, but if this was all normal and there was nothing to do with ownership being transferred, I would kind of expect him to be sacked within the next two weeks.
1: Yikes. Um, I mean, they haven't really performed on the pitch either uh, in a way that makes you feel confident uh, about if there were an acquisition or just even if they're staying the course where Ten Hag would have the backing uh, from the board. Um, And that's usually the first thing to go when, uh, these guys are going, uh, reports when the locker room starts talking that there's a mutiny. That's when things start to get very dicey. So that's definitely something to monitor going forward. Um, unfortunately for United, they don't really have a reprieve because, uh, they have Chelsea coming up in two days.
0: And it's kind of a weird time to get Chelsea, isn't it? Isn't it? Because, um, <clears throat> sorry, I just got soup in my throat. Um. Chelsea are coming off this win against Brighton. We have no idea what to make of Brighton. I think we just have decided they stink. Poor performance against Newcastle, but then the big results against City. I like Chelsea in this game.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Um, I don't know how to rate Chelsea. Uh, they'll miss Conor Gallagher. I think that could help them, honestly. Um, I don't really rate Conor Gallagher at all. And... Maybe Nkuku will contribute something in this game. Uh, Just two teams that I really don't know how to evaluate so much, but I just definitely can't trust United right now.
0: Yeah, and why would you, really? Um, They've just been pretty poor, uh, and a lot of fans were saying, who cares, we're getting these results, we're getting three points, who cares about expected goals? it's not sustainable. This is, this is what we've been talking about. Um, this is what happens when, you know, you have not so, uh, convincing results against worse sides. Eventually it catches up to you and they're getting, they're getting beat by better teams right now. So something needs to happen. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, anything else on the weekend, um, Arsenal, that 2 1 score isn't really fair uh, against Wolves. They were largely the better side. That first 10, 15 minutes, we looked like the best team on earth. Uh, that soccer goal was spectacular, and the Odegaard goal might have been even better. Um, so, just a very uh, nice, convincing result. Um, Tomiyasu went down late with a uh, calf strain, but he could be back for Luton. It wasn't too serious, it was more so fatigue. Um, I had a great time watching that uh, at Mr. G's Sports Bar in Harrisburg with the Central Penn Gooners. So if I have any of them listening right now, shout out to you guys. Thanks for hosting. Uh, it was a wonderful time on my way out to Pittsburgh and uh, had a blast. So hope we got a couple more loyalists um, from me hanging out there. That would be lovely. Um, and I'll definitely be making a trip out back there some other time to hang out. Um What else? Uh, Yeah, West Ham, Crystal Palace, Disavow, both sides, Stink. Um, Tottenham, City's Number, Bournemouth, Villa, we saw the rat there. Sam definitely smelled it, even before I did, but it was ratty. And our cherries, man, they're they're something.
1: They're definitely plucky. Um, A great result for them. And one that they deserved, uh, definitely not a fluky result for them. You know, they were leading this game and it took an Ollie Watkins 90th minute header, which was awesome, by the way, uh, to get Villa a point in this game. Um, Thought our boy Solanke is just really good. uh, Big fan of him. Uh, Don't feel like he gets the credit he deserves. We've been talking about him a lot on this podcast, but uh, he's huge for what Bournemouth want to do. And I feel very confident that Bournemouth are going to be a team that stays up this season.
0: I think it's hard not to be. Um, They're separating themselves from the pack. 13 points now, even with Nottingham Forest, which seems more so where I value them in terms of what I've seen on the pitch in the last month or so. Um, Forest, just not consistent at all, and Bournemouth are just actually putting together a pretty decent run here. So hard to not be impressed with the Cherries. Um, Tough result for the Villains, but hopefully they can bounce back on Wednesday because I would love to see city drop points yet again. Um and I think that was your that was your weekend roundup. Um like you said, Luton scoring bullshit goals. They just know how to do it, but glad the bees could figure it out for us. And yeah, we finished up four point two units.
1: Yeah, four point two. Four point one six off the top of my head. We'll round up for the lads. It's fine. I love that. I love that for us. So,
0: solid match week. Uh, some lovely goals if you didn't catch any of them. Um, one, what are you doing? But two, go like try to find some mashup by NBC because it was an awesome weekend uh, for soccer and, and for goals in particular. Great, great advertisement for the Premier League.
1: One that I thoroughly enjoyed and makes me excited that we get midweek action coming right back. So. Uh, let's just jump into it. Let's do it, man. Um, so Wolves-Burnley. Uh, I really like the Wolves. I really like the Wolves. Oh! Our Wolves, I think. I think it has to be. I think it's a great spot. I think Sheffield were a disaster. I think they were clearly the worst side in the Prem. Um, also, Burnley did a lot of work after the red card in that game. Um, so yeah, I, I like Wolves in this game. They're minus 120, and I'm just going to tell you right now, it's one of my picks. Yeah, I, listen, I definitely took a look at that as well. Uh, I think Wolves can really threaten this like poor Burnley, slot, Burnley side, and I definitely have that written down with other things. Um, so yeah, I, I, I like Wolves in this spot. And then we have
0: Luton hosting Arsenal, Arsenal's first time at Kenilworth Road since 1991. Uh, I haven't seen a bigger gap this season than Luton plus 1400 in this game. Um they were only like plus 900 and I guess the public just poured Arsenal into their parlays um because they're in peak form. Uh this is the best Arsenal have looked this season. They're kind of clicking on all cylinders and uh this game should be a non contest.
1: Yeah, I think Martin Odegaard uh should have a really good game here. Uh, I think Zinchenko as well. Um, In any position where, you know, we're dominating so much where he doesn't have to defend, that's the perfect spot for Zinchenko. I expect it to be that kind of game. Um, Saka looks fantastic. Jesus would love him to get on the score sheet. Um, And yeah, I mean, we're just firing on all cylinders, so I expect them to take care of a poor Luton side.
0: Oh yeah, quick shout out, speaking of um, defenders who are good when they don't need to defend. Awesome game from Trent Alexander-Arnold. Um, they've, he finished with a brace. Uh, that wasn't meant to be a shot. It just ended up being one. Um, but those two goals in such big spots, really, really impressive, honestly. All jokes aside, uh, really impressive uh, offensive performance from him. So shout out to Trent. Um, it sucks that that free kick went in off of Leno because that was probably one of the nicest free kicks I've seen since like would you say Payette?
1: Yeah, it was Demi Payette-esque um, for people that are fans of the old Prem, not the new Prem. Um, can we just agree as a society it's absolute bullshit when a ball hits the crossbar and then goes in off the keeper and it's credited as an own goal for the keeper? Like, who is happy about that? What person gets excited like, oh good, it's an own goal for the keeper, not not credited to the player that caused it?
0: Yeah, it happened last season when Jorginho scored the winner against Villa, um, and it went off I Emmy mean, Martinez. Back then, I just cared about the result, and I also could care less about Jorginho's goal assist tally. But this one deserved to be Trent, for sure. Uh, this was That was fucked up that that became an own goal. Um, I don't know. I mean, Liverpool's goals in that game were crazy. Uh, I was waiting for you to ask me if I saw the highlights because I just wanted to do a bit where I was like, no, what happened? <laughs> um, because... <laughs> Those were, there was like three goals this season contenders. Um, I even think McAllister's was the nicest, even better than Trent's, which is crazy. Um, Shout out to him for getting his first goal as a Liverpool player. That was that was a beauty. Um, Those are my favorite goals, just those crazy fin- outside-the-box finesse shots. Um, But on to Liverpool, they go to Sheffield, uh, and they should like their chances. Uh, this is a good game for them to... Uh, perform despite the new manager bump from Sheffield. Uh, It's just nice that hopefully for them that they don't have to worry about too much coming at Kelleher um, with Allison still hurt. Uh, But I did see a report that he, his um, comeback is like two weeks quicker than anticipated. He could start training as early as the end of this week uh, and then come back um, like a week after that. So something to monitor. but. You see any chance for Sheffield in this game?
1: No, not at all. Um, I actually think Liverpool are kind of the worst team to have. Uh, You know, a spirited fight back after going down 3-2 against Fulham. Um, I think they're going to get a Liverpool side that's ready to absolutely maul this team. Uh, I will say I am monitoring Darwin Nunes. Uh, He's just the most frustrating player in the Prem, I think. Um, Guy just needs to chill out and just focus on scoring goals, just guys doing way too much, way, way, way too much.
0: The tough thing is, like, they kept him on the whole game, and he was actually important to, like, two of those goals, too. It's just, like, they wouldn't have had to score those goals if he just knew what to do, knew how to do what he's supposed to do. Um, Exactly. It sucks, because I really think he's got a super high ceiling. I, I rate his talent. I just... Hard to rate his performances lately, uh, he's just pretty abysmal in in front of goal. Um, I will say though, Sam, I think the Holland miss, that sitter that he missed early in that Tottenham City game, I think that was the worst sitter I've seen missed all season only because he's standing there waiting for it and the goal is gaping, and
1: it just it's a blatant miss. I don't know that I've seen worse. I just think it makes it so much worse that Vicario so clearly planted at the near post, covering none of the net as well. Um, Holland had absolutely nothing to think about besides putting it on frame, and he just absolutely drug it wide. Uh, Which leads me to just a little tangent about Holland. Uh, Guy has to chill the fuck out. Uh, I know he's mad about Jack Grealish and that whole advantage situation, but hey man, just put away a few chances that you had. You had .92 expected goals, converted zero of them.
0: Yeah, it wasn't a good showing by him at all. He did provide the assist uh, to Grealish, right? Um, It was. To make it 3-3, which was interesting to see him turn distributor. You don't see that too often in these games, but um, it was a tough thing. That that lack of advantage that Simon Hooper said was going to be advantage, I understand his frustration, but they shouldn't have been in that position. They were the better side and had plenty of chances to put it away. So not going to sit here and feel bad for City ever.
1: Yeah, and also, I mean, it's a bad decision, no doubt about it. But do we know that Jack Grealish is going to run clear and score in that possession? Like, There's a lot to be desired there for me. Like, Let's just blame the ref on one play expecting Jack Grealish to score not even clearly through one on one, you know what i mean no i I agree it's not it's not a
0: foregone conclusion that that's a goal by any means, but moving on back to this weekend slate um this midweek slate I gotta keep catching myself there, uh Fulham host Forrest at the cottage. I have no idea what to make of this game. These are like they're right next to each other on the table um neither of them are going to be like a challenge for top 10. So they're pretty much fighting against each other and they're both chaotic and have talent, but I don't trust either of them. So maybe that just means go with the home team. Um, Vegas
1: thinks that it's Fulham. So I tend to agree go with Vegas. Um, I think Fulham finally are finding their stride two games in a row. They're playing good ball. Um, and I think Forrest are the opposite. Uh, I think Forrest are a team in decline. Uh, and for me, that's why it's Fulham for this week or this midweek. Um, I like Fulham in this game. I feel like they're playing much better. Uh, Woby's growing into that team. Jimenez is growing into that team. They're finally starting to play some good ball under Marco Silva. Uh, I think Fulham here, I think Fulham could win this game comfortably and I would not be surprised.
0: I don't disagree, but I feel like I also wouldn't be surprised if Forrest won 1-0 um, just because that's the nature of that team. Um, but yeah, we'll talk about that when we get into the picks. Uh, I don't hate that shout. I definitely don't because like I said before, I even checked the odds. I I think in these type of games, you go with the home team. Palace Bournemouth. Uh this is a weird one. Vegas, are they trying to bait you into Bournemouth because Bournemouth have just been better than Palace lately, but it's also at Crystal Palace. Um I would have to check Bournemouth's road record, but they have just been a solid side lately and Crystal Palace have not, so
1: I'm not really sure on this one. It could be a stay away. Yeah, I think it's a rat unfortunately. I was hoping that these odds would be closer to even. Uh, So Vegas would be kind of tricking you into taking Crystal Palace, thinking that they're uh, the same kind of team as Bournemouth. I think Bournemouth are definitely a superior side. We talked about teams trending upwards. They're definitely a side that fits that mold. Uh, Could just be, you know, you get that huge roll against Villa, maybe a letdown spot. Um, So I guess it is. I, I just think Bournemouth are much better than Crystal Palace and have been for a month and a half at this point. Um, But I guess I'll stay away because the numbers seem very strange to me.
0: I think that's probably the right choice. Um, Could get uh, Crispy. Got dinner on my mind. Um, Frisky (laughs) with Bournemouth plus a half uh, or double chance, whatever. Same bet. Um, But, yeah, I think think stay away is the right move on there. But if we're talking about double chance – How about RBs? What do you think about RBs'
1: double chance against Brighton? Because I'm off that Brighton team, man. I mean, it's definitely worth a look. Brighton may may stink, Um, a major team in decline. If they don't have Dunk back either, there's just not a lot to like about this side, and they just haven't played well. So, I don't know. I guess Brentford will frustrate them. I can't imagine they'll be able to get through Brentford. Um but man, I don't know if I feel confident about either side. So Brentford double chances minus 120. And I
0: I kind of dig that. Okay. I don't hate it. Well, we'll talk. Um then we have United Chelsea at
1: Old Trafford. Your thoughts. You know, I think it's a mid table clash, uh, between two sides that can't really be confident about the way they play right now. Um, I guess it's Chelsea, but I mean, I hate both of these sides. Um, I think Chelsea's result against Brighton. I think it's pretty fraudulent, honestly, uh, two corner goals and very short span of time. And then, uh, and then a red card, and then a fraudulent penalty for Mudrick. Like, I just don't think Chelsea can sustain this. Like, two corner goals, and then a fraudulent penalty to score three. I, I don't know. What do you think?
0: Yeah, it's scary. It's a scary game because United are desperate right now. Um, they're in. They're in a tough spot. I know they're. It's just one loss. It's against Newcastle. They're a better team, but they desperately need a win in this game. It's home Wednesday evening for London, uh, Chelsea. Like you would expect them to to make this a tough game based on form. Um, they're actually like I can't believe I'm looking at the table and Chelsea are three spots behind United. Um, that seems crazy to me. So Chelsea are going to want it too if I'm just looking at it without any any goggles and I'm looking at it based on form, Chelsea is clearly the pick, but I don't know man, United are desperate, and maybe they can get something
1: It does seem like a cornered animal game for this for this Eric Ten Hag regime um I just don't feel confident about either side and I wish I did. It's obviously the biggest uh, I guess second biggest game of this weekend. Um get with the program, Sam. Get with the program. I I just don't I just don't feel confident about either of these sides. Um I would I I would lean a draw honestly if I were to pick how this game goes. Um but god, it's going to be gross in the midfield for both of these teams.
0: Get ready for an Enzo Fernandez masterclass. Finally got himself on the score sheet, but I don't know about him. I don't know. Maybe Chelsea will find something when they finally stop playing Conor Gallagher. Maybe this, is, maybe this is a good chance. Maybe a Mason Mount goal, first goal for United. You never know. Oh, Mason Mount revenge spot? That, that would be good content. That would be great content. Um, but let's head over to the other team in Manchester, actually going to Villa Park. Aston Villa hosting City in the marquee matchup of the weekend. Man, hard to not like the villains.
1: Man, there's just something like-
0: about there's just something about 300 to 400 odds and teams playing City as an underdog. Not to mention how crazy would it be. I mean, one I'm pretty sure Villa have now won 12 straight at home. Um which is bizarre but how crazy would it be if we're 15 match weeks through the season and villa are 2 points clear of manchester city i i you could have told me that before the season started and i would have thought you were
1: on something really good i would have thought that you know they had a point deduction um but i guess it's villa i mean i don't know i Douglas Louise just going to maul that midfield without uh, without Rodri, I guess. I-, I guess that's what Vegas thinks. Um, but, man, I don't feel great about it.
0: Maybe double chance we look at. Um, but but no Rodri is trouble. I think they're in the league 0-2. Oh, 0-2, not even a draw without Rodri. Um, no Doku, who's been like their main attacking threat in the past two months, would you say? And I mean, Foden looks pretty good. Bernardo Silva is always world-class, but Doku has been the, the brightest spot. Um, so he's not there. There's no Grealish. So on the left, it's going to be Bernardo Silva. It's going to be Foden and Alvarez, which I guess saying that out loud, it's really not that bad, but they're gonna struggle in the midfield. Uh, Douglas Louise is no joke, and I uh, I just like Villa's chances at home. And I think Emery, I think Emery's gonna be on his on his bullshit for this one.
1: I mean, you know how I feel about some Unai Ball on a cold night uh, at Villa Park. So I'm all about that life. All right, so we'll
0: we'll we'll take a look at Villa Double Chance, and then. The Toffees host Newcastle. Kind of a weird game. Any uh, any overwhelming thoughts there?
1: I mean, it's two teams that I think are trending in the right direction. Um, I don't know. I think Everton are spunky. I, I think that this probably isn't a spot for them, though. Um, I don't know. This game is weird to me. I, I don't know how to feel about Newcastle. Uh, I feel like every time that I try to hop off, uh, they kind of perform. Uh, you know, it's not a who's who game. I just think it's a match that's going to happen.
0: Are Newcastle 3 and 0 in new, in who's who games? They
1: sure are. They're a dynasty.
0: <laughs> so they are who. Like, well, I think we can establish they, they are who. Um, who's who, it's Newcastle. Um, I can't believe that stat. Uh, yeah, I, it's tough. Uh, this is at Goodison. Um, they the fans are really going to want this one after what happened against Manchester United that's for sure so uh, i think it's like a major stay away uh, yeah. I, don't, I don't know i don't know which side you would go with here um like newcastle are obviously better but everton could cause them serious problems so we'll we'll probably be off of that one and then yeah. lastly
1: lastly tottenham hosting west ham um I think that game, this game is sneaky, like snooze potential. Um, Although Spurs played well against that City team, like West Ham are just not going to try and do what City did at all. Like they're not really going to care about possession nearly as much. Um, Would love to see James Ward-Prowse just get on the score sheet here. Why? I I don't know. I just want to. Um, Just tired of the Spurs. Um, You know, they got, they drew against City. It's the greatest result ever. Uh, Big Ange talking about how, regardless of your roster, you should just play how you want to play. Um, Kind of exhausting to me. Um, Not a fan of it, so I'll be rooting for West Ham, but I I don't have a strong opinion on this one.
0: I actually like Tottenham in this game. Um, They're back at home. They had a rough stretch uh, where they lost two straight after that high-flying start. They find themselves in fourth, No, 5th. That's crazy. They find themselves in 5th now, 14 weeks in, after feeling like they were going to win the league. They're going to want this one. I'm still not done with my take that West Ham stink. Their best result is against Brighton in August, and now we know Brighton isn't that great. Um, You know, their other wins, I'll just keep, keep pushing this horse. Sheffield, Burnley, Luton, Nottingham Forest. Um, not great. Uh, I like Tottenham here, and they're at home. And uh, I feel like they'll get a result.
1: Yeah, I mean, I West Ham are definitely a team that uh, is being overrated by the public. Um, I think Moyes is not long for that position uh, and would not at all surprise me if Spurs take care of business here. Uh, I just would like to see them kind of beat a team without Madison Um, when a team is trying to sit back against them, because we really haven't seen that yet.
0: Yeah. Uh, also over the, over this past weekend, shout out to Kudus. He, he might be him. Um, he is, he is a baller and he scored another goal this past weekend. Um, but yeah, they need to prove to us something, uh, without Madison. I, I do think it'll be here. So, so why don't we just jump right into the picks? Um, I'll give you some and then you tell me how you feel before you go ahead.
1: Um, I just like Wolves' money line, minus 120. Okay. Can I interest you in Wolves' money line uh, attached to Brighton over 1.5? That is plus 113.
0: Yeah, I mean, Brighton haven't had an under one all season, or maybe not under two, and they haven't kept a clean sheet all season. So I love it. Okay. Um if we're on the parlays, Arsenal minus one and a half and Tottenham and draw is plus one oh five.
1: Okay, we can do that. Um Arsenal minus one and a half and Spurs double chance. Okay, I'm gonna I'll throw out a couple that include those, right? So I have Sheffield Liverpool over three and a half. Uh, combined with Arsenal money line, and that is plus one eleven um, and then I have a double chance parlay that includes Spurs so um, that
0: means one sec that means that plus three and a half for that game over three and a half for that game is minus money It is minus one twenty six all right so i th- I feel like they're they don't want you to
1: take that so i th- I like that okay. All right, so let's let's do that. Sheffield Liverpool over three and a half with Arsenal money line. Um, that that'll just be that, that'll be cake. Um, and then I'll give you my double chance parlay. We can pick between the double chance parlay and Arsenal minus one and a half and Spurs double chance. I have Chelsea double chance, Spurs double chance, and Wolves double chance. It's plus one thirteen. Chelsea double chance, Spurs double
0: chance, and Wolves double chance. Mmm, just the Chelsea worries me with the United danger zone.
1: Okay, Um, then let's do Arsenal minus one and a half and Spurs double chance then. I like that play.
0: I feel like the Arsenal have to win by two or more, right?
1: I think so. Okay. Alright, so how many picks is that? Right now, we have three. But then we have full of money line, which would give us a four-pack, which I don't hate. Um... I'm cool with that. And then it's
0: plus a hundred too. It's like which is like kind of begging you with Forrest above them or right behind
1: them in the table. So what were the odds that. on Arsenal minus one and a half Spurs double chance? Uh sorry. That was uh
0: plus
1: one oh five. Plus one hundred five. Okay. I mean I like all four of those. Um very and simple. And we can keep it con- keep a conservative for the work week, right? I think so. It should just be fun watching games during the week. It shouldn't have to be work. It should be a nice break and relaxing. Um yeah, I, I like those four picks. I uh, feel really good about them. The the boys are hot, so definitely don't feel like we need to get aggressive. I think Villa God, Villa are interesting to take a look at. Um if we wanted to do it, I I wouldn't wouldn't hate it. It's just just I don't know. I don't know. Where would you take double chance? Well I think, I think if it's plus money, I'd take it. Plus one ten. I don't hate it then. I, I really I'm fine with it. I'm okay. fine with it. Alright. Villa double chance then by itself. Alright, so that's, that's a five back. That's cool. That's that's responsible. I think so. Our villains, our villains, Jake.
0: I love them in this spot. It's hard not to. Um, with no Rodri, that's kind of the decider for me. And how good they've been at home, they they're gonna love their chances. They're not gonna be afraid of them at all. So uh, it's a it's a cool spot. And that would mean if they won, and Arsenal take care of Luton, Arsenal as a fan would be we would be six points clear of City, fifteen match weeks in, which would be delightful. So. Go Villains. I'm all about it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, But that being said, that is your recap slash preview uh, with the midweek madness coming up. Um, Exciting stuff. So everybody enjoy this match week tomorrow. Tomorrow being Tuesday. We're taping this on Monday. Uh, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Just some... Some serious action uh, in the middle of the week to keep us busy. No more international breaks. No Champions League going on right now.
1: Just getting back to business. I love it. Just a lot of prim. No need to worry about our top 10 movies, which I love.
0: Sam, I thought we were doing ne- uh, top 10 TV shows instead of pre recapping these on Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> may have to. May have to. It's just way too much lost talk for Sam to even allow from me. Um, (laughs) (laughs) We have to go back. Okay. Um, But that's all we got. So everybody have a good week um, and we will be back Thursday evening to review all of this craziness. Uh, Hopefully, uh, you know, we keep this hot streak going and um, we have ourselves have our have ourselves a week, you know, make some more money. Let them cook. What are we cooking? Something (laughs) good. We'll talk to you guys. See ya. See ya.